And we are back. This is Rad Podcast, a podcast where two guys in there very close to approaching late 30s, 40s. Um, yeah, I just realized how close I am to 40. That's not <laughs> That's not good. We watch movies from the 80s and we tell you if they're still rad. I'm Paul. I'm Greg. Uh, and this is a special episode, not a bonus cast, it's a special episode because um, as uh, earlier just this week, um, from when we are recording at least, uh, we, we saw the sad news that um, beloved actress for many, many years in the 70s and 80s and into the 90s, Margot Kidder, passed away at the age of 69 on May 13th in her home. Um, and Greg and I immediately had the same thought. Um, let's exploit this. Well, I mean, uh, <laughs> is that really any different than any other news agency? I mean, I don't think no, so. No, no, I think we are just like everybody else. <laughs> yeah, 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 agreed. So anyway, no, um, that's kind of what we've done. Actually, this is the first time we're doing a movie where they've passed away before we've done the movie. Because we had a streak there at the very beginning of the show where, like, Roddy Piper died two weeks after we did Them or They Live. Uh, they Live, yeah. We had a cup. We had somebody else that was the same thing. And um, so it's just... David Bowie? Oh, David Bowie. That's right. Yeah. He passed away just after we did Labyrinth because we were talking about Bowie's bulb. Did he or did he or did he die right before we did Labyrinth? Maybe he died Who right before. keep track of it all? I think I think, I think, I think he was before. I don't think he was before. Yeah. Anyway... Our childhood is slowly dying off. Is I, yeah. think, I think that's the point we have to make here is soon we will have no living heroes. Yeah, every year there's significantly less and less of it. So um, Superman 2, Paul. Yeah, that's the movie we did because it is 1980, which, by the way, I did not realize it was. I thought it was 79. Yeah, I always thought the first two are in the 70s because the first one's, what, 78? Uh, yes. And then something like that. And so. this one, and I remember reading about this a long time ago. They were filmed at the same time, a la uh, Peter Jackson style. Right, right. But for some reason, there was a wider gap between releases um, for this particular one. So I do remember that, and I'm so happy that this is in the '80s because I'm. I'll kick it right off, Greg. What okay. was this was, film was around? this rad? Ah, uh, this is probably one of my favorite Superman movies from for a long time um i haven't seen it in many many years so i was very jonesing to watch it again but i always love the idea of general zod and the three um the three henchmen from uh, from krypton and i it's just i remember even as a kid just like how he take his presence like he's like he sees this world as superman kind of should have which is i am way more powerful than the rest of you I should pretty much just own you. And counter to Superman's, you know, super saccharine kind of heroism and self-sacrifice, it was a it was a good dichotomy, um, especially where Superman 1 was always, it was very much the origin story. Like, that's 90% of that film. Like, Les, Lex Luthor is in that movie almost as a token to the comics. Uh, yeah, it's weird that he's even in that movie. Yeah. Um, but in this one, I just, I loved Zod, um, Neil before Zod. It's just a fantastic line. Um, some of the things I always remember is when they first land on the moon, when the, when, um, Ursa just rips the patch off the guy and the, and the oxygen escapes yeah. and she boots him across the moon. Um, I always found that one really fun. And the fights on Metropolis streets 
when uh, when Zod is heating up the truck and then Superman freezes it immediately. I, I just I always remember that and the people screaming, "He's running away!" Like just how quickly they turned. It was so good. So. I was very excited to watch this movie again. I haven't seen this probably over 10 years, if not longer. So I'm very, very curious to watch it. Um, and I did. Greg, I talked a lot. What do you got? Is this, what you is know, this film, I, Rad? Uh, growing up, there was not a ton of, of movies that uh, were superhero based. And, you know, in the, in the, the sort of mid 80s, it, it, it was really until Batman kicked it off. And then, and then we had more of them. It was really just Superman the movie and and its many sequels. And um, I I remember Superman two more than I remember Superman. I agree. And uh, or, or should I say Superman the you know the the, the Superman one. And I uh, I guess the scenes that stand out for me are like um, when Zod walks on water. I always remember that as being a really cool scene. Mm-hmm. I always remember uh, Lois Lane punching uh what's her name the uh ursa what's ursa uh i always remember uh superman losing his powers voluntarily and then getting beat up in a diner yes yes i can't wait to talk about that those those are those are those are kind of the most of the those are the ones the biggest ones that stick with me i would i would say um yeah okay yeah I, I remember really liking this as a kid more. And, and even as a kid, I remember three being like, mm, I don't know Hold what's on. going on in this. Now, one. if we're going to talk about sequels, I mean, we can't. Three is, a, is mediocre as a trilogy ender. But man, that piece de resistance of Quest for Peace. Oh, man. <laughs> that just brings it home. <laughs> of a, where where they, they, of a they didn't have enough. They didn't have enough money for like. <laughs> for like slow motion so they just like moved really slow because <laughs> and and i put it in my notes so we can get to the end at the end of this movie it literally says coming soon superman 3 and you're like i like i knew they filmed one and two together so like that makes sense but man they really yeah. just put all their eggs in a basket on this one and said three is coming there's like a six-year gap between three and four and you see why <laughs> Because uh, yeah, when did when did three come out? Because four came out in eighty seven. I want to say eighty two. I want to say it was like seventy eight, eighty, eighty two. Yeah, you might be right on that one. I know, I know. One thing specifically with Superman four was that that was a canon film. Yes, it was. Yes. Canon got the rights to it, and they clearly were just like, yeah, we could spend money, but I mean, we're just not going to. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I think they said, well, we have a budget of thirty three million dollars. 30 of it's going to go to 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 Christopher Reeve because it's the mm. only way we're getting him back in the suit. So then we've got 3 million dollars for special effects. Let's do it, boys. Yeah, we 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 definitely need to cover Superman 4. I'm, but we we didn't do that today. We, no. we covered Superman 2 and as uh as as is tradition on this podcast, if it is available, uh, we did watch the theatrical version of Superman 2, not the Donner Cut. Um, yes. The, the, the yes. version that we would have seen growing up. The Donner Cut, by the way, was not available until the uh, when DVDs came into fashion, I think, is when that surfaced. Yeah. You so know, you're looking late 90s. So I had originally, 
when I, I, I texted you and thought, you know, and asked that question only because we've changed a lot of things about the podcast. I thought I'd give it a shot. What I'm actually going to do now that we do the, after we do the podcast, I'm actually going to try and rewatch the Donner cut and just to see what the difference is. Because, um, I know halfway through filming, like he was super annoyed with everything that was going on with this because the studio kept wanting to change things. And that's, that's why, maybe that's why there's a gap between a two year gap is because there were a lot of reshoots um on this um that he wasn't entirely happy with so it'd be interesting to go back and watch the donner cut at this point um but anyway let's get into superman 2 must be tough being clark Kent, isn't it no no i really i really like it sometimes even though i do make a fool of myself (laughs) but you know if it weren't for him i never would have met you but he is you it's, it's kind of confusing. Not to me, it isn't. The first time in my life, everything's clear. And it's a slow crawl open. Uh, by the way, I have a lot of notes. N- normally, a lot of notes means it's a terrible movie and there's a lot of plot points I want to, plot holes I want to get through. Instead, in this one, there's so much good stuff, Greg. This is going to be a three-hour podcast. I'm just warning you now. All right, let's, let's, <laughs> let's buckle okay. down. Because... Do it. It starts right off with an old bait switch. <laughs> it's you think it's the Fortress of Solitude? No, apparently Krypton is Hoth, and everything. Yeah, apparently, is apparently the Fortress of Solitude uh, just looks exactly like everything on Krypton. <laughs> yes, I thought was very interesting. <laughs> right? It's like because as it's panning in, I was kind of like, oh, okay, Superman's at, at his home. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That, nope, nope, that's that's not Superman. Superman's not yeah, a woman. All- all of a sudden, yeah, Zod and company are there, and I was like, oh, what? I had zero recollection of how this film opened. <laughs> Me too. I had zero recollection of it at all. For some reason, so and, we'll, and we see it almost immediately, so they talk about the crimes that Zod, Ursa, and Nan have all done. Um, Zod just sounds like he's an egotistical maniac. Um, Ursa is guilty of following him. Um <laughs> And, right. And Nan, Nan, I believe, I believe he's guilty of having a handicap. <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely has, he's definitely the Lenny of the group. <laughs> but they, they literally say, your ignorance is as silent as your voice. Or, yeah. <laughs> I'm like. No, your brain is as silent yeah, as your brain, voice. Yeah, your brain, that's what I'm like. Wow. Wow, that, that's hurtful. Now I feel you've already started me feeling bad for this poor man who just. <laughs> I feel like I feel like eugenics was like real popular on Krypton. <laughs> I feel they were like, how did this guy not get not get killed as a child? Uh, this is not good. Ah. You, you're 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 sent to the Phantom Zone for just having bad genes. <laughs> right, they should have sent the doctor who missed that. <laughs> I mean, maybe this was just like. We just happened to be on the docket. There were like 15 other phantom zonings before this one. We just yes. caught the tail end of them. Well, you know what? They give the impression like the this is like a super special thing because they're locking up all three at once. And they have those yeah. really cool. I, I love their costumes. Like talk about like straight out of the comic evil bad guy looking costumes. They look phenomenal. Oh no, they're they're incredibly iconic, right? Um, but yeah, so it sounds like Zod is is a bad guy. Urs is just a follower, 
and then poor Non. I think I think Non just wandered into the wrong room at the wrong time. Right. And um, and he, by the way, throughout the movie, he's fantastic because every time anything happens to him, he just he does that. Yeah, he's like 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 a dog. Right. Yeah. And do you remember that show, Night Court? Yeah. Oh, of course. Yes. Uh, rest yes. in peace. Uh, Harry, yeah, Harry, Harry uh, Anderson. Harry Anderson passed away just a few months ago. Um, do you remember? The only reason I remember this is, do you remember Bull? Yeah, of course. Whenever he would get sad, he would make a low or a high pitched squealing noise, put his head down, and walk out of the room. <laughs> nice. And whoever the bailiff woman that was with him, she used. She made a comment one time. She goes, "No, whenever he gets, whenever you make him sad, he makes this noise. No one else can hear." And he does the voice and walks out, and she goes, see, you didn't hear that. <laughs> and walks out after him. And all I could think of was Non, like, oh, if this was Richard Mole, <laughs> this would be so perfect. So. Uh, so they get phantom zoned. They get phantom zoned. Odd, very odd thing. I get the concept, um, but it was very weird. Um, I mean, yeah, they, uh, you know, what's, what's really weird is that they didn't go into like, I feel like if this movie was made today, they'd go into like detail into like the phantom zone where they'd be like, oh, you're, you know, you know, I don't know. I feel like they'd explain it where in this one, they're just like, ah, the phantom zone. And I guess we were all supposed to have uh, owned the second queen <laughs> album and just been like, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's queen two territory. I got and it. They just kind of get beamed up into it. Like, I feel yeah. like they would have been like yeah. a really cool, like, I guess if I redid the shot, I'd have it like in these dark hallways with like them passing the cameras in in various areas as they get told their crimes and then they get to the portal that shoves him into the thing. Like, that would have been kind of cool. This is just, they stand around looking bored, and then eventually, yeah. and, and who is it? It's Superman's mom who sentences them. Correct, correct. So whatever, is she whatever, a judge? I can't remember what her name is. Uh, it certainly seems that way. Um, I don't know. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess for all intents and purposes, she is. Um, one thing that we completely skipped over, do you know who did the screenplay for this? Uh, I, no, it's uh, because... And I, I'll lead into it. They uh, the opening credits is a complete seven minutes. Well, you know seven. what? Let's just, we'll just <laughs> jump to recap. that because that's 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 what happens. Is they're basically like, oh, did you maybe not see the first movie? <laughs> yes. Because guess what? We're going to show you the highlights, the including whole movie, full frontal <laughs> toddler nudity, which caught me very off guard, yes. and I was very very worried. I was I was like, what? Wait a well, Greg, as we say, those are the cocaine-fueled 80s where you just let go. You let us let fly. Uh, yeah, I guess. It's really weird. Um, so, But and, yes, I did yeah, see man. who wrote the screenplay. Screenplay by none other than the godfather himself, Mario Puzo. Now, I look this up. I don't have it in front of me because... But at the time, because I, I, I had seven minutes, um, I, <laughs> I started looking this up. He wrote screenplays for like a lot of big movies in the 80s. He did. He absolutely did. Um, I I did the same thing. I looked him up. And I didn't realize he actually did quite a few. He, he, he did like 13, I think, or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Godfather and probably Superman and Superman 2. I mean, he did Earthquake, which was huge in 74. Yep. That, was, that was a very, very, very successful film. But after that, you got movies like he did A Time to Die. I don't know what that is. The Cotton Club. I've heard of that one. Uh, the Sicilian Fortunate Pilgrim. I don't know what those are. Godfather Part Three. I think we kind of all wish that kind of didn't exist. What? 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 Um, what, what? What was that? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Mm -hmm. 
correct. Now, correct didn't he also wrote he also wrote the book though too? Correct. He did. He absolutely wrote right. the book, which, that, which, which I the thought first was more interesting. Two films, yeah. Well, the, the first two films are basically ripped out of that one book. Yes. Yes. Because the I knew it, that. It, it go yeah 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 yeah, and the third one is not, and so yeah yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah, I always so. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, no, I I always remember he's the writer of the book. I I always forget that he also wrote the screenplays for that. Um, So now after that very long, slog, slog of an opening credits, we can start the actual movie where we see Clark Kent um, going to work. Yeah, and he kind of buffles his way through, I don't know if that's a word, but I'm I'm making buffle a word. I think everybody knows what you mean by buffle. so he buffles his way through in the office. And I, I got to tell you, like, immediately I started smiling. Like, Christopher Reeve n- knows this character. Like, he plays it so well. Because everyone thinks of him as Superman. But he plays Clark Kent, like, really, really well. Totally opposite. Where he's kind of buffoonery and, and, he, and he trips up a lot. But then I do like how every so often he does like a trick that only Superman can do. Like he flips his hat over and you know, that took 90 takes, (laughs) you know? Um, but I, I I agree. I, I, this has always been, I I don't know if this has changed with the comics or whatever, but I have always liked this portrayal of Clark Kent. Yes. I totally agree. Where he is, he, he feels like a character. In, in, in other portrayals, it feels like, oh, it's Superman pretending to be Clark Kent. But in this movie, it actually feels like Clark Kent's a character. He feels like a completely different person. He totally. does a very good job. And yet, this movie also, and we'll get into it, explores that dichotomy more than any other film that I've ever seen of that Clark Kent versus Superman personality thing. But we'll get into that later. But um, So he goes in um, and he finds out that um, terrorists have gone after the Eiffel Tower and because these... of course they have <laughs> right right and uh, this small metropolitan newspaper has the budget to fly their ace reporter Lois Lane uh, how is it that <laughs> Clark Kent goes into Perry White's office which has a picture of Bill Cosby in it you mentioned no explanation yes, yeah, yeah. it's just on the wall well listen uh, listen you know what I a little bit of forgiveness here I mean 80s Cosby. Oh, no. Nobody had any idea what Cosby totally was doing different. back in 1980. I mean, and if Perry was, knew, he was huge. if Perry knew and he still had it up there, there's questions. But <laughs> it, it, it's just very, very, very interesting to me. I just saw that. I was like, oh, oh, Bill Cosby. I don't know. It just caught me off guard. I don't know. I thought it was weird. <laughs> yeah, no, very much so. I agree. I saw it. Like, it, it'd be one thing if he had a lot of pictures on his wall. No, no, it's one the of one. Them is Bill Cosby, but it's like only one picture, just Bill Cosby. And I'm like, that's. What is it? Like, did you meet Bill Cosby and you got a headshot? Like, like, is... No, because that's like signed. When, when one of your friends, like, discovers Run the Jewels, and that's, like, the only rap uh, act that they like, yep. and they have, like, a poster up, and you're like, you don't like, you don't like hip-hop. I know you just like Run the Jewels. <laughs> like, I get oh. that vibe where it's like, he Perry isn't a comedy fan, but, but for some reason, he really likes Bill Cosby. No, see... I would have gone with Run DMC because they did that one crossover with Aerosmith. Oh, okay. There, yeah. Actually, you know what? Yeah, let's 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 stick to the '80s. I I agree. Yeah, you know they don't know it's tricky. You know they don't know, they <laughs> right. don't know any they don't know any no, of the no, hits. No, 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 they don't. They don't. You know they don't even know what DMC means. <laughs> they just know that they were they, <laughs> they were in a no video clue. and they really like Adidas. <laughs> right, right, right. So. <laughs> So I don't know. It just it it weirded me out. But anyway, what what we were actually trying to get to was, um, so Lois Lane, 
uh, um, Clark is, they're like, Clark, haven't you heard? There's terrorists and they've taken a bunch of people hostage in the uh, the, the Eiffel Tower. And he's like, oh, no, I, I haven't. I haven't. I, I don't watch. I don't have a television. And, you know, I, I was at home oh, reading yeah, Dickens. I, That's yeah, yeah. Line. Hipster and, Clark, um, I don't have a TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get it. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I know you don't eat meat. We get it. Mm. So then, so then, but then he's like, "Oh yeah." Uh, it turns out Lois Lane is there, and I'm like, "This is either a day long siege <laughs> that is happening," and they decided to like, "Well, we better get Lois Lane over there." Or was Lois Lane already over there? I mean, did you just hop on the Concord and like you know get over there in an hour and a half or whatever? Like a lot of questions. I have a well, lot of questions. Well, thankfully, Greg, it's afternoon. In both places. <laughs> so we don't have to worry about the 10 and a half hour time difference between because I, Metropolis is technically Chicago. Uh, no, no, um, no. I'm sorry. It's New York. Um, I was, I, I was going to say, I know, yeah, Chicago. there's, uh, yeah, Gotham always struck me as a little more Chicago and, and Metropolis always struck me as New you're York. You're right. No, you're right. You're right. So, so a six and a half hour time difference. Yeah. I don't know. Did she call up the Flash and was just like, hey, can you run me across the Atlantic and. Oh, that I don't would know. Be I'm, rough, I, right? I want to know. That would be rough. I mean, he's, she's already calling other superheroes, but has the hots for Superman. Like, well, I mean, uh, as we or, know, or, she's constantly trying to get a hold of Superman, and Superman has essentially told her, "Lose my number." No, Greg, <laughs> please I, lose my number. You know what, Greg? I figured it out. She has the Flash on speed dial. <laughs> So, so anyway, so he's she, like, wait a minute, Lois is, uh, he's like, oh, really, there's a, he doesn't even know Lois Lane is over there. He just goes, right. oh, really, there's a, there's a hostage situation in the Eiffel Tower. And, you know, of course, so off, off he goes and, you know, bam, he's, he's, he's flying, he's to, flying Paris, to Paris, smash right. cut to Paris. And we see where Lois. Lois Lane is, is uh, weaseling her way into the Eiffel Tower to get the yes. scoop. And, and I got to tell you, um, Margot Kidder immediately like is impactful like she feels again like a real character she she kind of like because you've already seen her in the first movie but I, I again i just like the way margot kidder always played lois lane she kind of played her like the same way uh she was portrayed in like the 60s um in the black and white uh television series 50s or 60s mm -hmm. there where she was kind of a hard-hitting independent person yeah um, yeah uh, to bring it, I don't want to talk about the new one too much. Amy Adams does an okay. She, Amy, Amy Lane, Adams is fine. The character as written is might as well not even exist. Right. It's a it's a dumb, ineffectual character who's literally only there because they're like, oh, well, we gotta have Lois Lane. Exactly. They, where they they have her doing almost nothing. Right. Where Margot Kidder is like given, she's given good lines, she's given good direction, and she slays it in this part. Um, and we see her kind of like sneaking her way up to the Eiffel Tower. Um, Greg, you know me. I like to do the uh, the facts that nobody thinks of. Um, oh, 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 lay it on me. Okay, so uh, she immediately starts climbing the stairs. And would you like to know how many stairs are in the Eiffel I, Tower, Greg? Okay, okay. I couldn't help myself. I had to look. I this am up. gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna guess. This is this is a great like. Um, what's that? Uh, what's that game? Wits and wagers. Oh, I was gonna go with quiz show from the from the sixties yeah. because that's what I like to do is think of game shows from the sixties. Wits and wagers. Twenty one, yes, you mean? Twenty twenty one for famed um, uh, yes. uh, uh, scandalized quiz show. <laughs> um, no, okay. So, uh, uh, wits and wagers. For those of you not familiar, is you're given a question where you know the answer is high and you have to kind of you can bet 
on a, a string of, of numbers to try to see who gets the most. This is a great wits and wages question. How many steps are there in the Eiffel Tower? Yes. 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 I'm going to say there are 2,450. And if we were playing uh, Price is Right rules, Greg, that would be a... You can, oh, we'll, we'll put that sound in, I'm sure, 100%. No, I thought yeah. I killed it. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, you killed it, but I don't so. want to get sued for, um, uh, I don't know, something. So, there are, uh, I, I'll help you out. So, there are two floors that people can actually walk to without being cut off. It's 669 steps to the uh, second floor, which... Lois doesn't even get to. I think she gets to the first floor, which is the first floor with the elevator. There are 1,710 steps in the entirety. Say that one more time. How many? 1,710 steps in the okay. entirety. 17. Okay. That's still uh, plenty. And, and and you know they are there because every time there's an outside shot of the Eiffel Tower, which, by the way, they spent money to go film the Eiffel Tower. You can see the steps all the way up the tower, which... I was very impressed that they literally, I mean, obviously the interior scenes aren't, but yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, definitely rented a, a, a helicopter and flew around the Eiffel Tower. I, I was very impressed. A lot of this was actually filmed in England. Oh, it was. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Oh, oh okay. We, and, and I will point to a scene that proves they gave up trying to find people who could do an American accent uh, very early on in this movie. No, no, no. I knew that. I didn't. I just assumed that they were literally just starting to grab people from the street, <laughs> because I also had I also heard a, a litany. I think there's at least one Irishman uh, and a couple British people. Uh, so yes, I'll let you go into that. But yes, I agree. There is definitely some scenes of that. So we go we can, there. We can speed this along. Uh, uh, Lois Lane is trying to get up there. Yep. So uh, this part confused me. They're releasing the hostages. Well, you know, Greg, once you've uh, established dominance and no longer fear for your own safety, uh, you, um, yeah, you let the hostages go and let 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 so the water take you where it goes. I don't, I don't understand that. I don't understand this at all. Anyway, um, so it turns out they have a hydrogen bomb and they are letting all the hostages go. And Lois Lane has hidden herself under the elevator yep. as there as it's as it's going up. Uh, of course, there's a problem where they someone cuts a wire or something, and there's zero safety um uh protocols on this elevator and it just starts flying out of control um that's not true at one point a safety brake doesn't uh uh lock and then it's immediately blown off because it's uh, been okay. falling for okay. so long there is actually i i thought the same thing i'm like there's got to be a redundant system um not as redundant as i would have expected no 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 france i'm taking you to task <laughs> please fix that yes um you know yeah <laughs> Do that's you, what I'm saying. So, you think that they haven't I, I, I like to think that someone in a year or two will watch this movie randomly and then they'll check and they'll be like, son of a bitch. Did, did, we never fixed it. Uh, uh, excuse happened? me, guys. I was watching this uh, film uh, noir. It's a very special film called uh, Superman. Uh, <laughs> Superman. Duh. Duh. I couldn't remember the French word for two. Un, deux, trois. Now I've got it. And I noticed that the elevator on the Eiffel Tower, it's uh, only has one brake system. Have we? Uh, well, the, uh, the inspector has been on a vacation <laughs> since uh, 1974. <laughs> Is there any way that we could put down our croissants for two seconds and install a new one? <laughs> I'm afraid our hands are tied with the red tape of bureaucracy. 
Avant de s'en accepter à vous, we do not have a Superman to save our reporters who sneak on the leaf. You know what we say in France? C'est la vie! <laughs> and that is how you end that bit right there. <laughs> I love the thought of the French just being like, well, we can't possibly save lives. What are we going to do? No, I love the idea that they've only just investigated this because someone watched Superman 2. <laughs> Superman. Just just 40 years of not checking to see if there's a redundancy. They never checked. They never checked. <laughs> anyway, Superman, of course, shows up. He saves Lois Lane. Of course. And, yes. uh, 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 good oh scene. Boy, okay. He does it. Um, so they cut. We, now, we cut well, back what's, to... what's, what's important about this scene is he flies the hydrogen bomb out into space. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It blows up conveniently as, uh, uh, you know, Freddie Mercury and are uh, is is flying through space in yeah. Queen Two, yeah. and it, so, uh, it it shatters the Phantom Zone, and they're immediately freed. Right. So now you have the 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 trio of uh, of bad guys headed towards the moon. Now this is where I, this is if I'm gonna critique this film, I will say this is the first of like probably three good instances of ultra convenience. Yes. Um, where obviously the movie doesn't have a propelling plot if this doesn't happen. So I like how they frame the terrorist. He has to bl- throw the bomb into space. Like that makes sense in continuity of Superman. Yep. But the yep. fact yep. that the Phantom Zone happened to be passing through our atmosphere at that exact moment, never on radar. We never see NORAD questioning it. Um, it's well, like I think it's because by 1980, people had moved on to the police. And they had kind of forgotten about oh, Queen, by and large. Yeah. So if if this had been like a Regatta de Blanc cover that they had been put into, I think that would have been way more on the radar. I know, but they're always watching you. Even when you sleep, they're watching I you. I did not put that together, and I am really angry <laughs> I missed that joke. <laughs> I am really mad. <laughs> that is such an obvious joke. <laughs> I really wish I had made it. I'm so pissed. <sighs> Well, Greg, that's why we're a team. We we work together on this. <laughs> oh God. Uh, okay, we are well on the clock. We're thirty minutes in, and I've already had to wipe my tears oh, away twice. This I, is so yeah, good. This is great. And okay, now, so, and yeah. now, I can't wait because this is the part I've been wanting to get to. All right, let's get to it. We cut to Lois and Superman back in the office again. Two actors acting. I can't say that enough. Like they are. They're not chewing the scenery. They're not overacting. They're just going through the scene the way it's supposed to be done, playing the characters that they're supposed to. And Lois and Clark are kind of talking back and forth. And Lois is kind of telling, basically telling Clark, like, yeah, I've really got the hots for Superman. Meanwhile, like, Clark's, like, obviously, like, schoolboy googly-eyed her. And then at one point, she go- <laughs> he goes, well, I mean, uh, I kind of like you. And she goes, no, that's nice, Clark. And I go, and I go. You just got friend zoned. Friend zoned, yeah, big time. Does this make Clark Kent an incel? Well, no. I mean, he's 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 a little too upbeat for that. Um, I couldn't. No, because he wears a goddamn trembly. Okay. I mean, no. He's 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 upset, and and I. So this, good. This, I'm going to bring a few points up later on in the film that very heavily deal with this. Yeah. And 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 it's and it's kind of repercussions, but but basically, I love how Lois is just chain smoking inside. 
Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Lots like, of inside smoking, a lot oh, of bad man. stuff. Although she does drink orange juice because she's she's health conscious. She'll live forever. She's got to drink that orange juice. Uh, yes. So, do we want to go to um? Do we want to go to the moon now with what's happening on the moon? Yeah. Um. Can we just uh? We're gonna help ourselves out just to because there's a lot of good stuff in here. Other than the last scene, Lex Luthor is in this movie. He does some stuff oh, that propels the yeah. plot, and he's basically useless. I, I do want to say, um, Gene Hackman for what he's given. Again, it's very well acted, and he's trying, but it, it just—he's—he's he's just an unneeded character. He doesn't actually have substance, and it sucks because yeah, he almost looks like he's annoyed in the movie at times. And I was always told this, and I'm—I'm I'm curious how, like you are, I'm curious with how the Donner cut stacks up with this. But I heard, and I did zero research to back this up, so somebody else can tell me if this is true or not. That when Donner got um got canned and they brought in Lester um Hackman refused to show up for reshoots because he was he he didn't like what Richard Lester um was gonna do which is why there are a ton of scenes of the back of a man in a bald cap that is not Gene Hackman and you hear him saying lines that clearly is not Gene Hackman's voice when they're like in a hot air balloon and it's just his back uh, like overdubbed, there's a ton of that. Like Gene Hackman's face only appears in like three scenes or four scenes in this movie. No, no, and, and Luther's barely in it. Uh, I mean, Luther so is only in the first scene. I think they cut him right out. Which, by the way, I'm glad with. He's a good comic relief, and from a comic book conversion, I get why he's in there, but he doesn't need to be. Um, no, actually, and I remember reading this years and years ago when um, when they changed directors halfway through. There was like a two or three month split. And Gene Hackman, who I believe shaved his head for the first one, refused to do it for the second. So that's why he's in a bald cap. And by the way, that's and that's fair. why halfway through the movie, he just has hair because he didn't. I'm going to guess because he didn't like Lester. He said, I'm not I'm not doing it. I'm not even wearing the bald cap. Just deal with it because he has a full head of hair like he's bald, goes to the Fortress of Solitude, comes back full pompadour. He's just, he's ready to go. So clearly, he, Gene Hackman, and I heard that in the second film, he was not happy to be there at all. Um, uh, wouldn't surprise me. And it shows. Me because like I you gotta said, tell you. If, if, I mean, you know, Gene Hackman, an actor worth his salt, probably read that script and was like, I don't, why am I in this movie? He didn't. <laughs> like, he was, he, he was you know, super important in the first film, and in this yep. one, he might as well not be there at all. Yeah. So um, that gets rid of a lot of scenes that we don't have to worry about. But anyway, yes, we go to the moon where the three of them have landed, um, Non, Ursa, and Zod. And, again, I Non is just a kind of, he's a third character just to kind of, I think, round out the group away in a way, because you have Zod, who's obviously the thinker, he's the planner, he's the, um, right. the brains of the operation. You have Ursa, who kind of plays the follower, um, but she's kind of rad in her own sense. Right. Um, and then you have Non, who's just supposed to be the big brute of the group. As as we know, anytime you see a trio in television or film, they will embody one of the three stooges. Yes, non I totally is agree. curly. Yep, yep, curly all the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, but yes. Yeah, so Ursa steals the patch. I love that. That's carried through the rest of the film. She it's, just it's, keeps. She she is not seen without that patch. I love that. It's great. No, no, no. She keeps collecting them. Yeah, the, yes, I love actually, that. Yeah. When she meets the sheriff, she has another one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She uh, by the end of the film, like she looks like an eight-star general. 
<laughs> you know that last scene with Lois? Like she's she's, just, she's glittered. She, like she's she 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 looks like Freddie Mercury. There we go. Yeah, to bring it to bring it to back. Bring it back home. Yeah. But I love that, that that every time she meets somebody important, she just keeps adding them. Like at one point, she has like all the flags insignias, and she's got, and they're all different. They're all like some are military, some are police. I just I love that. I love that it's, gag. They gave it's a her. great touch. It really is. It really is really funny. Although, how did she sew it onto her? I mean, you know, I was like, eh. ooh, no, yeah. I feel like nope. I feel like some nerd would be like, Kryptonian fabric, needle and thread. Does Kryptonian fabric just immediately like adhere other fabrics to it? You know, it could literally be anything you want it to be, Paul. Made up. Doesn't matter. <laughs> fair, fair enough, Greg. Fair enough. I, be- I believe it was uh, who, who was it um, that was talking about how? Oh man, who? Oh man, it was one of the big named uh, one of the big name comic guys. I think it was Grant Morrison, and they were like, "Is it hard to explain? Like, co- like, is it hard to go to comic conventions and have kids ask you questions about the stories you do?" And he's like, "Nah, because kids have imagination. It's the adults who need to have everything explained to them. They're the ones I can't deal with." <laughs> I told makes perfect sense. Uh, perfect yeah, guilty. sense. I guilty, Mister Morris. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yep, yep. I, I am a me personally. I am a huge suspension of disbelief. Like I try to just say it, it is what it is. Like when we talk, like right. When we did a quiet place. Like I get, I'm being critical for the podcast, but when I'm watch movies, I do just kind of sit there and go, "Yep, that works." If it is, as long as a movie doesn't cross its own logic, yeah. You will you will usually get a pass for me unless it's something insane. Um, so uh, we see that. Uh, my one note was obviously this scene proves the moon landing was fake because yeah, I, I I was really hoping it would have zoomed out and and like Stanley Kubrick would have been there like really mad that they that they interrupted his shot. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that would have been a few years difference, I think. But yeah, at the same time, so basically all that really happens is they're kind of. Getting to know their powers. And I like the way that they get to know them versus Superman because he grew up with them. And in the first movie, you kind of see him learning as he goes, as he gets, as he progresses in age, where they kind of learn it all at once. um, And they learn from each other. Like, you never see, like, one of them demonstrate each power first. They all kind of each have a different part of it. Like, Ursa, you see that she's super strong. Then Nan does. You see um, Zod is the first one with the eye laser beams. Um, I like that Nan can't do it at first. Again, it's just that genome that he's missing that just would have locked it, it, it in. I want to know, Zod, I mean, seems like a guy who just hates weakness. Why is he cool with Nan? Well, as we as we explored in depth in E.T., sometimes your sister has has a brother or a cousin, and you just feel bad for them. And you just bring him on board and say, okay, maybe, maybe Nan is just really good at opening pickle jars. And Zod is a very big pickle eater. And thus. So what you're, what you're saying is if we were to, uh, uh, if we were able to go into this film mm-hmm. and rewind time to before they were captured. Yes. We would have seen an Ocean's Eleven-esque heist where each member of the team had one specific role and they did it great. Mm-hmm. 
but then but then but then got captured. And so Nan had one job. He was the only the guy that could do one thing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he he killed it, whatever it was. Yep. And now Zod's like, hey, you know what? Uh, I just needed this guy to not go down in three rounds for the uh, Kryptonian boxing championships. And you know what? He stayed up for three rounds. That's all I needed him to do. No, uh, did you miss that Frank Miller run in the in the late '90s that was all about pickle jars on Krypton? <laughs> that sounds like very Frank Miller. <laughs> Very no 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 pickle jars very big that's that was non's I I will admit I kind of tapped out and was a little more interested in the dark horse and image runs than uh, than than DC and Marvel in the nineties I'm I'll be guilty of that <laughs> no, I was no, probably no, reading no. Spawn when that happened probably well <laughs> when every... DC when DC went full pickle jar <laughs> you never go full pickle jar. Well, yeah, well, I mean, they, they figured out their problem and then went with the goddamn Batman, like, real fast. They they whipped that car around as I fast do. as they could. Now I can only picture comic book covers with pickle jars in the scene somewhere. Oh, my gosh. We need to make a t-shirt. <laughs> this this was rad number one, and it's got a pickle jar on it or something. Yep. Uh, and then uh, Luther escapes. Um, and then we find Lois. I, I am 100% with Lois. You put her on a first class, had to be first class. She doesn't take anything less. Put on a first class air uh, Concorde from Chicago to Paris to cover a bomb on the Eiffel Tower. And now she's doing a honeymoon scam in Niagara Falls. Do I? It seems like a bit of a downgrade, (laughs) doesn't it? I almost feel like Perry called her in the office and was like, look, Clark really needs a win. Okay. (laughs) Just, you just. You're going there just to make sure he just doesn't trip over in his own his own face, okay? I really he needs a win. look at him. Look at him. He's so he's, he's always just the glasses and everything else. I I need you to do this for me. I really need you to just help me out with this one story. Okay, can you do that for me? Can you do that, Lois? One story. Okay, yeah. What? I'll throw you a bone. One story. Okay. You're going to go to Niagara Falls and you're going to be in a in a love suite with Clark. I said I'd do it. And I've got something called professionalism. I'm not going to like it. And I want a vacation after this. No, no, no. Niagara Falls is your vacation. No, I want a carton of cigarettes every week on my desk. Uh, We're a small newspaper. Do you know? Newport 100s. I mean, well, actually. That's what I want. Actually, this is the 80s. Taxes on cigarettes are almost non-existent and we have commercials on TV. So, um, yeah, we could do that. A carton is like $2. (laughs) Excellent. Yes. Yes. I mean. There's there's advertisements everywhere for cigarettes. I can't imagine vending machines that children can operate. I can't imagine a time in this country where cigarettes would cost almost nine dollars a pack. I mean that's unfathomable. I mean I just can't see it happen. Well, there's that old there's that old Dave Attell bit from the from the late '90s where he's talking about how expensive cigarettes are, and he's like, a couple of dollars more, I could just do crack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's kind of true. It's like at a certain point. It's so expensive, you might as well just do drugs. Right. Uh, <laughs> but you're right. That is what you would ask for. Um, and then we find... Um, so they go up there. Um, again, Luther conveniently finds... He goes to the Fortress of Solitude, conveniently finds the one rod that explains everything with Zod. Moving on. We're back at... <laughs> we're back at Niagara Falls. Lois begins to suspect that Clark is Superman. Um, because this little boy with terrible parents um, falls into the water and Superman swoops in and saves him right at the last moment. I am with Lois. If Superman is primarily in Metropolis, 
why is he conveniently there for that one boy? You just have to assume there are children being hit by buses all across this country that Superman never saves. It, it, it's one of those things where, like, I, I think this was with Batman, with, like, Ra's al Ghul figured out Batman was Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Just, just, just by logic where he's like, well, because of your technology, you have to have money. And because, you know, like, you are always in Gotham. I just looked at the richest person there. <laughs> it was not difficult. And it's kind of like, no one was tracking. Like, no one else figured out that, like, wait a minute, you know, <laughs> Superman. Well, hold on a second. Remember, Kent. remember, we do live in a, we're not, we do live in a world where posits Lois is the ace reporter of a major newspaper and, and is thrown off course by glasses and a jerry curl. So that's, that's hundred percent true. Yeah, I mean, Lois isn't the sharpest tool in the shed. I'm just not all the time, anyway. Um, so finally, eventually, he trips on a uh, on a pink bear's head, falls into the fire. He's completely unburned, and he finally they finally figure it out that um, he is actually Superman. Um, I I will say one of the differences in the Donner cut is the scene where. Um, she figures out that he's Superman is instead of this whole thing where he trips and burns, she has a gun with blanks in it and she says that she's gonna shoot him or shoot herself or something. And I think she goes to shoot herself. It's something, it's something like that. And then he, and then he finally reveals that he's, he's Superman. I know it's one of the things. I've never seen the Donner cut, but I, I feel like I've seen that as an outtake somewhere online. A lot of the Donner cut is assembled with these like early screen tests because they didn't shoot any of the footage. So maybe that's what you saw. You saw like an old, an old uh, yeah, uh, maybe. clip that was never used or something. That wouldn't surprise me. Yep. Um, okay. So we see now um, Nan, Zod, and Ursa, they finally get to Earth. Um, they land in what I would assume is Hazard County um, from Dukes <laughs> that of Hazard. about right. Right. I kind of like... I kind of like this at a, at a in a point because I like that they land in a non-major metropolitan area, and I, I I like how they're convinced the planet is called Houston. Yes, that's what the that's what the astronauts kept kept saying. They kept going Houston, Houston, <laughs> and they're like, oh, the planet Houston. But you <laughs> know what? Funny. That's exactly what would happen. Like they have no oh, other no, bases of information. That's although, why it's great because that's that's exact. I would think the same thing if positions were reversed. Although we can agree now that English is the universal language of Krypton. Well, I mean, of course it is. Yes. Right. Um. How how convenient that <laughs> is. Let's maybe get started on that. So they uh so they start interacting with all these people, and I just want to go into I love I love Zod's reaction to everything because at first he's like very curious. And uh, the, the deputy gets out and shoots him with the shotgun. And he kind of, you know, and there's all that scene. And then when they get to town, un, like, more military start to show up. And at some point, they cut to Zod, and he just kind of eye-rolls at them. Like, ugh, here we go again. Like, have I not? Okay, I'll pre- I keep doing it. I'll keep proving how much better I am than you. If that is, in, I, if that is what you want, I will do it. Well, I, I just love it because he's just, imagine, Paul, if, if, if you and I were stuck in a... Uh... A uh, classic 1980s album cover, flying through space, and <laughs> yeah. um, we. Uh, You're not gonna we, let that go, are you? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. It's, I've, I've, I've I've made this running gag, and I'm gonna stick with it. So we're in, uh, <laughs> we're in slippery when wet, hurtling through the cosmos, and um, we wind up at a place where basically everyone is shooting the equivalent of I don't even think Nerf 
darts would be i mean you know what i mean like it's nothing they're, they're not throwing anything at you no because they you know nerf you get hit in like the eye with a nerf dart that's gonna take you out for a few seconds this is like nothing there's nothing no no I, I mean at one point non catches a surface to, yeah. a, a ballistics missile and that's not even like a rocket launcher like it's a full-on yeah. missile and then so, breaks okay, it in half so it's so good oh yeah. i also want to point out I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but... No, go ahead, go ahead. Because um, I know you're going to totally agree with this. Practical effects, yes. phenomenal in this movie. Great. Things phenomenal. are really blowing up. It's great. Yeah. So so anyway, we show up there. Wouldn't you eventually just get sick of it if they keep, like, bringing more and more, like, air cannons to try <laughs> to attack you with? And you're just like, <laughs> I am getting really sick of this. No, no, that's what I mean. At one point, Zod just kind of rolls his eyes when they bring in more milk. Like, because... At first, they attack him with the cops, and then some military, and then when they start bringing him, like, a tank or whatever, he's just kind of like, oh, God. <laughs> like, he's just, he's already annoyed. It's so yeah. good. Like, he goes from zero, he's like a dad taking his family to the to the beach on a, on a Saturday day, on a Saturday. He's in the car, and he's, oh, come on, guys, we gotta get going. Get the cooler, get the chairs, get the blankets. Do we have, uh, do you have, do you have your inhaler? Do you have your... Your floaties, you have everything. Okay, fantastic. It's an hour and a half, and I swear to God, I've got this station wagon fueled. I've got my cup of coffee. I got a trunk full of beers. I'm gonna drink what I get there. We're not stopping for anything. And we get ten minutes into that trip, and and the wife just looks at him, and goes, "Oh Zod, you know what? I forgot. I don't have the sunscreen. We have to turn around." <laughs> and Zod just gives yeah. a look like, oh, "I swear, swear yeah, to God. every time, every time something." It just. By the way, can we all agree that the uh, the uh, suburb Zod should definitely be a thing? I would love suburban Zod. I would love love that sitcom. Urse is the wife. Yep. Non is their adult male child. Yeah. Who 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 goes to like preschool? No, 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 no. We'll say like fourth grade. Fourth he's, grade. He's, he's in like fourth grade. He's in fourth grade. And and the only reason they haven't kicked him out is because no, 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 no. He's in he. We're gonna say we're gonna say he's in seventh grade, and the only reason he keeps advancing is the coaches love him. Yeah. He's like the star on on every football team. He's just like you know, he's just the tank. He just runs through everybody. He's on the basketball team, and the other team just gives up. Yeah, no, they don't even they don't even show up. It's undefeated, you know. Oh my god! And then no, I, yeah. oh, oh, if we were clever, God, what I would love to come up with an '80s theme song for this right now. Oh, I'm not. I'm not that good. No, no. I'm not either. I mean, I, just, I can. I can hear parts of it, like do 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 do. Come meet Zod and his wife Ursa. And that's yeah, it's terrible. I'm not gonna. Do uh, <laughs> we'll cut that out. It'll be fine. So uh, this this is where they start. Uh, uh, everyone starts exhibiting powers that they just decide are good for this movie and have never, in my knowledge, been used in any Superman storyline where Zod can. Uh, point at someone and like lift them up off the ground without touching them, like yeah. via ESP. So yeah, that's a new power that that's Superman a weird one. never had. He, um. Uh, however, this is also oh. the movie that yes, we'll get. To. Yeah, we're gonna get so to that. this movie. We're gonna get to yeah, we'll get to it. This movie does kind of introduce some new powers that haven't been explored. But again, I was actually okay with this, and I'll tell you why. Because again. They land as adults. Superman grew up with his powers, so he's only ever seen the limit of what he's tried or thought could be possible. Where they land, as soon as they start doing things, I kind of feel like they would just try everything. I assume Non tried to fart hard enough to blow away a building. 
Yeah, I, yeah, I, I would actually love scenes where they're trying to do things and it's just not working. And uh, that would be great. That'd be a great comedic scene. I feel like Richard Lester probably had that in there and it got cut for time or something. No, no, we should definitely have that scene back. That should be in the Donner cut. <laughs> the the super Lester cut where all, all the comedy he wanted to put into this movie finally got in. Oh, man. Uh, and he even puts in, like, boysings. Oh, yeah, why not? I yep. mean, we've, we've got people trying to roller skate into the wind. I mean, at this point, who cares? So um, this is where you can tell that they were filming this in England and they just gave up because they couldn't find anybody who could do an American accent uh, for children because Zod points at a farmer yes. and lifts him up. And the farmer is like the most generic Southern accent. Like, let me down. Like, he's like, right out of the deep South. And his son runs up to Zod. like, please, Mr. Zod, would you please let me dad down? I'm just like, you couldn't get one kid. You couldn't find that. Dickensian street urchin is who we go with to to beg Zod for his dad's life. Well, Greg, when you're in middle America, Texas, every small child talks like Oliver. I I couldn't believe that. It was took me so out of the movie. I'm with you. That it was so bad. He should have had like a. He should have had the the cabbie's cap and short shorts. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, why not? Could you spare a hay penny, Mr. Zord? <laughs> Not like, come on. Hey, Mr. Zord, if you could let me down, I'd appreciate it. I would, yeah. I would. <laughs> oh, God. It, it, was, it was so, it got me so angry. It was so, like, like good. So irrational. so funny. Dumb. It was so funny. I, I'm with you on that. Even I was like, because you're writing down notes and sometimes you like, you almost miss a couple things. You're like, ah, oh, well. Oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. stopped mid-sentence on that one. I was like, yeah, of course. Did he yeah. really just, <laughs> yeah. Please meet this old, please put down my paw. My dad will send me back to the rug factory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So... <laughs> So, so anyway, long story short, Zod goes to Washington, D.C., makes the president kneel to him, yes, and I'm, I'm and he basically it. says, okay, I do this for the for the good of the people because I don't want every, you know, th- this guy is unstoppable, he's unkillable, there's nothing we have that can stop him, we gotta, we gotta say that he's, he's in charge now, and they're like, but Superman's gonna get you. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, okay, so let's just defend. Flash, uh, smash cut to the, <laughs> actually, oh, oh, you know what we should be doing when we go to different scenes? We should be doing uh, uh, the, the the Ted Knight voiceover from the old Justice League cartoons. No, I don't remember that. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the fall oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. solitude. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, okay, so this movie does a lot of back and forth, back and forth. So to finish out the, um, to finish out the president thing, um, Zod and co show up. Um, he makes the president kneel and then he goes on, on camera and... And the president says what he says. And then he says, where's Super- Superman? You have to save us. And then Zod has this fantastic moment where he just takes the camera. Oh, it's so good. I, it's so good. I can't. I, I didn't write down the actor's name. And I know he's he's bigger than just oh, this movie. And I, Ter- Terrence Stamp. He's a Terrence huge Stamp. British actor. Yes. Great. He great actor. is amazing. And when he just looks. Yes. Where are you, Superman? Where are. And it's just. Oh, it's. It, it gave me chills. It really did because it's, it's so good. It's such like a great character break. Like you can tell he's just like, 
He's just like a simmering pile of rage. Well, and that just like kicked him over the edge. Well, and that's because like, what? as we've seen, Zod's, he, he wants a challenge. It almost feels like whatever crimes he was convicted for uh, on on Krypton, I, at this point, I almost started thinking like, maybe he's not evil. Maybe he just really wants to be challenged and just doesn't know how to articulate it. Like if they had a UFC on Krypton, he would have been fine. So what you're saying is, Paul... Mm. He was winning. There was so much winning. He just got so sick of winning. I'm saying that Zod is full of tiger blood. Yes. <laughs> it's a lot of dragon energy coming out of Zod. <laughs> yes. He was so sick of winning. He just couldn't. He's just so sick of winning. He couldn't take it. Yes. I I posit that he is the Jesse Owens, nay, Bobby Jones, nay, Serena Williams Ooh. <laughs> of Krypton. The where, Tiger Woods, if you will. The Tiger. Well. Tiger Woods has been. Sometimes you know you, you watch your heroes go a little too long, and uh, <laughs> well, not. Yeah, I wouldn't say he. I wouldn't say he and Cosby followed the same trajectory, but whew, man, they really hit a cliff and just fell right off. So as this is going on, and I feel, and I, I really like the way that this movie does this. The other part that's going on through this whole thing is we see Superman and Lois having a talk, and at one point he like flies off to the middle of the jungle and gets i could not fathom why that was in this movie but whatever um but what i really wanted to get to is two things first is the juxtaposition between what superman is doing and what zod is doing superman is coming to grips with his humanity and realizing he needs to be normal he needs to not be powerful he needs to if he really wants what he wants to get what he wants he needs to become less of what he is. Where Zod wants everything and is going the completely opposite way. I'm going to take it by force. I have these powers. I'm better than you. And it is beautifully written. And the way the scenes keep cutting back and forth, I I, I adored the way this was put together. And I, I agree with you 100% that this, this is one of the reasons that this movie is so fondly remembered is that the thematic elements of this movie are huge you 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 absolutely nailed it i could not have said it better the the sort of juxtapositioning of 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 the supermen that are in this movie don't read my fantastic don't read my notes <laughs> i think i i think i spelled it wrong but i definitely spelled j j is there an x in there there's an x i got the juxtaposition. Okay, we're good we're fine we're okay. fine i'm gonna i'm gonna mark it a for f okay whatever it's good fine. Um, um but uh but i will say I want to redub, or, or should I say, I want to take a scene from this where we get a female actress to do Lois Lane, what she's thinking, as, <laughs> as Clark is like, I'm, I'm going to do it, I'm going to become a person, and then Lois Lane's like, oh no, oh crap, I can't dump him, how will I get home? I'm in the Fortress <laughs> of Solitude. Well, I guess I'll just have to put up with him until we get back to the mainland, but like, come on, she, she doesn't want, she's had Superman. And now Superman's like, you know what? I just kind of want to be a nerdy guy who's good at writing. Well, uh-uh. so she she ain't happy with that, Paul. Well, no you know way, what? no I'm, how. No, I'm 100% with you because he loses his power before they go to that completely impractical bed, which is just oh, yeah. hanging mylar. Um, it was basically a beanbag. <laughs> right. But I'm totally with you because, and I wrote this down and I love I like that the way that they were talking about it is Clark, even Superman, believes Clark is the other person. Even though he grew up as Clark Kent, as soon as he found out 
he's big, buff, strong, and has laser eyes, like we all would, our former selves are just a shell and, and a mask. Because, right. goddammit, I have laser eyes. <laughs> so, but I'm with you. As this is going on, I'm thinking, well, he's going to have to go back and he's going to look nerdy. He's going to have glasses. He's still going to have to be a bumbling fool. It's like Lois just going to have to spend the day going, when he takes off the glasses, he looks like Superman. When he takes off the glasses, he looks like Superman. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a constant mantra to herself. There's, there's a great bit... I think Cracked did. Um, I I don't know if they were if they were the ones to do this originally, but it, it's basically about Beast from Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. And Belle. Yeah. And Beast is a person, and it like flashes forward like a couple of years, and Belle is really upset that he's a human now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and she's she's kind of coming to terms with the fact that now she's just with a dude, and she kind of misses Beast as the Beast. Yes, I totally you know? agree. Yeah. Whenever yeah. there's so, these, I'll tell you, you know which one got it perfect? Shrek. Shrek got oh, it perfect. Oh, there you go. Actually, yeah. Yeah. Right? Because at the end of that movie, she goes, you know, um, Fiona goes, no, I'm supposed to be beautiful. And, and Shrek is, you are. And it's like, that's a great one where I'm totally with you. Whenever you saw like Superman losing powers, Beast, anytime there's any of that, if they didn't know them as the previous person, they've only known them as this secondary character, and they change, I always imagine that's, that is not what you fell in love with. You fell in love with a big, hairy thing with horns and fangs that doesn't wear shoes, <laughs> and and now you have this. A whiny human who probably uh, doesn't wipe himself like he should, and doesn't well, have a tail. The other, well, what, one thing I want to talk about is, and this is, this I'm, I'm very, very interested. First of all, what we need to say is this set the gold standard by which every single other superhero film would follow the second film, the character needs to lose his powers. Yes, yes. Damn near every sequel, that is exactly what happens. Except Iron Man, they waited for Iron Man 3. I Congratulations, I guess. You, you, you bucked the trend. No, but, that, but still. there's a reason why they did it that way, but go on. Yeah, because they like money. Um, anyway, um, Superman's powers are fueled by Earth's yellow sun. We're all aware of this. When he becomes Clark Kent, yeah, okay, you know, has to breathe, has to eat. Mm -hmm. Does he lose his super intelligence that makes him like a great writer and a good person to talk to? Does he literally become just like the average dumb man that's on the planet? I would posit yes, because I would I would say a hundred percent. I'll tell you and why. I would also say. He should be cowardly and not stand up to that trucker like he stands up. He, would, he should have been like, I don't want any part of this. Well, I was going to point that out. And I know we were just about to get to that scene. Yeah, I mean, we might because, as well because we're basically there now. Anyway. Because he acts like Clark Kent even when he stands up to him. It's not like he suddenly has that Superman confidence. Like, even I think if we knew he was still Superman, like later on when he comes back, he has Superman confidence with the glasses. He doesn't have That's Clark fair. Kent confidence, right? So I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. We do get to the trucker scene. Uh, this is a fin. It's a great scene. The only thing I didn't like about this whole part is it's too short. And again, it's because they have, I think, adding in the Luther thing just took away There's a, a lot, lot of it. When when this started to happen, I was, I was thinking, this is like... This isn't like a three-act movie. It's like a six-act yeah, movie or seven-act movie. There's so much going on here. And, and and I and I remember as a kid, this scene crushed me. Totally. 
Totally. Because you're like, oh, but he's the good guy. He's and, Superman. And he can't. He can't defend himself, and he's he's bleeding, and, and oh he, you know, people God. are laughing at him. Oh man, I was this 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 wrecked me as a kid. When he was a cl- you know, my dad had had to be like, oh no no, just wait, just wait. It's gonna you know, wait till the end of the movie. Wait till the end. Trust me, it's gonna so, be worth it. Type thing. But it was so oh, good. Man. When he got when he he's like, blood, blood, Lois, it's my blood. Like he is genuinely shocked. He's bleeding. Like does yeah. that mean? I mean, that definitely confirms at no point ever in Clark slash Superman's life has he ever bled. Right. How right. did anybody ever take his blood? Uh, well, you know, it was uh, it was the uh, freewheeling, uh, well, when he grew up, the freewheeling 70s, Paul. That's true. So, That's guess. true. 60s and 70s, right? Yep. Well, I mean, I mean, also, nobody questions that Ma and Pa can't just magically have a baby. It's not like they went to the hospital. <laughs> that is true. Have one that now. That is true. So... That is maybe, maybe Ma and Pa Kent were the original anti-vaxxers. I don't know. Yep. <laughs> God, I love I love that these poor people from Oklahoma are the super hipsters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They are proto hipsters. Yep. Ma and Pa Kent. So, um, yeah, Superman gets beat up. And then I, I'm going to guess in Docker's a windbreaker and Loafers walks back. He walks to the Fortress of Solitude. Now, now look, I will be Holy the first Jesus. to say, I don't know where the Fortress of Solitude was. I always assumed it was in, like, the North Pole. I, me too. Me too. Now, but apparently you can walk there from a diner, so maybe it's more like in Alaska somewhere. <laughs> um, I'm, my guess is that he was maybe, uh, it's just north of Toronto and it was winter because... I mean, shouldn't it be a little less the Fortress of Solitude and the Fortress of Ed? I really don't get too many visitors, but every once in a while, a Girl Scout really wants to sell me some cookies. I guess I just didn't have the same ring to it. No, no, no. I think it's 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 right. It's, right. it's like less Fortress of Solitude, more Fortress of inconvenient to walk there. Yeah. If you had he a has, snowmobile. He has it. as few visitors as someone who just has dogs in their front yard. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go over there. That's old man Superman's house. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do it. He's don't got, do he's it. Got, he's, got a, he's got a Rottweiler. He's got a bad disposition. He's got all our Frisbees and baseballs. He's the house from the Sandlot. He won't, he won't <laughs> give them back. <laughs> so, uh, so, um, they, so they go through um, all that. There's a great line. Um, uh, just to finish up the diner scene, there's a great line where Lois says, I wish Superman were here. And Clark says, I know, Lois, I wish he were here, too. And yeah, again, it's a, great, it's a great, great, great line. And it's what I love is how he says it, because now that he's Clark Kent, when he was talking as Superman, Clark Kent was the secondary personality. Now that Clark is the primary, he's talking about Superman in the third person. And right. I love that. I just. Again, I don't know if they meant to put it that way, but it works so well. Um, and then we go, um, basically, he goes back to the Fortress of Solitude. We find out he gets his powers because he finally flies to Metropolis just as Zod gets there to get Lois. Um, apparently, uh, particle board ceilings are enough to knock out your average uh, 60-year-old man. I, I I I guess, and so I mean, one, one thing we we glanced over is basically Lex Luthor says, "Hey, I know how to get Superman." Oh yeah, you yeah, need yeah. to just go. You need to get Lois Lane. Just make me. Uh, all I want is Australia. Just let me rule Australia. And again, Gene Hackman's doing the best he can, but he almost he looks bored. And, and yeah, I mean, at one point so, he literally is lounging around, and he's just like, "Yes, huh?" <laughs> he just kind of like huffs his way through his lines. 
The next part, um, I think this is where we can get the most time back for the podcast. Superman, Zod, Ursa, just kind of fighting the streets of Metropolis. It's a yep, great fight. It's 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 good. You can see a lot of Richard Lesser influence with a lot of the more slapsticky elements of this with with yep. the crowd of like people being like in a phone booth. It gets blown over. They're continuing to talk on the phone even though the phone booth is over and flying down the street. There's a lot of things like that. That was my only thing is there's a giant fight going outside. And at one point, this this guy comes out of a diner, right? And the waitress follows after it, and they both are completely oblivious to what's been going on. Is that? Yeah. Do, have they just accepted life in Metropolis as Superman beating up people on the streets? I guess. I, yeah. I mean. <laughs> I mean, don't people still fear for their lives? <laughs> it's just like there's been a bus that's been thrown around. Yeah. It's you stupid I, lemmings. <laughs> get out of the street. What Why a, is Superman what a, even saving you at this point? <laughs> that's what I thought. He's like, Get out. That's exactly what I thought. I'm like, why is Superman wasting his time on you people who don't care? Um, who, by the way, so also, who will turn on you on a dime. Like, oh, yeah, the, yeah. Minute, so the minute you are not willing to give your life, which, by the way, leaves you still in the same predicament, you immediately turn on him. So they're, long story short, they're fighting, they're going back and forth, back and forth. Superman gets the upper hand, the the, the gang gets the other hand, upper hand, they're going back and forth. Yep. And finally, Superman realizes that he is just out outmatched and he he tactically retreats. And and this is where everyone immediately turns on him. Yeah. And, and that's the end of that. And then he basically, correct me if I'm wrong, he basically tells Zod like, hey, you want to keep fighting? Let's do it. And he flies to the Fortress of Solitude. No, he just flies away. No, he just takes off. He and then Luther says, I know where he is. He's at his Fortress of Solitude. That's right. what happens. And, right. and he'll take him there. Um, I like that Superman immediately goes there. And, and again, you know that it's going to be a, a, a little while. So he formulates this fantastic plan. Now, when they get there, we'll, uh, uh, so all three of them show up. They have Lois, um, Luther. Is Luther's girlfriend there? I don't think she is. I think they dropped no. her off at some point. No, she she kind of was never seen again after a couple of scenes. Yeah, right. So they show up, and now this is where they literally said, here's the book on Superman powers. Watch what I'm doing. I'm throwing it away. I threw it away. It's gone. <laughs> it, yeah, this is this is the scene that, uh, that wow. every Superman, per- there's not a single person that can defend this scene that is coming up. Nope. So go ahead, Paul. We've set the stage. Walk us through what classic Superman powers Superman uses in this scene. Well, Take it away. The first is by far everyone's absolute favorite. It is the piece de resistance of made-up superpowers for Superman. He takes the S from his chest, rips it off. It becomes a large mylar piece of plastic and wraps up non. And then immediately disappears. Now, my guess is it's an illusion. And it's not really there. Because Superman and and the three of them begin to disappear, flashing in and and out of the room. Yeah. Uh, He creates multiple illusions of himself. He Uh, does. uh, For those of you who have not seen this film but have seen The Infinity War, uh, uh, Doctor Strange does something very similar to this where he multiplies himself and now you don't know who the real Doctor Strange is. Yep. Except Superman only does it with two other copies of himself, right. so it's really not that exciting. Um, they start, um, they start disappearing and reappearing. Um, there's all this kind of stuff, and then, um, but at some point, again, Superman gets punched. He's just, he's no match, and he kind of looks 
defeated. Now, I have a question, and it and it's an important one. Because Superman okay. really plays a heavy hand on this one, and it's a gamble. Luther has been kind of working with Zod. Zod keeps him around almost as because he has to. Because Luther keeps right. finding ways to make himself useful. It, classic, classic Lex Luthor. He right. always can keep himself alive. Right. You know, he's always, always able to just squeak by. Now, Zod, to this point, has given every indication he will not keep his word, no matter what. Yep, yep. A proven track record of 100% never keeping his word. Right. <laughs> Superman and Luther have this little moment. It's a cute moment. I feel like it was a great harken back to the first film where they were had some really good scenes of acting together. Um, and Superman kind of does this. So, uh, you know, this, this chamber over here, uh, if we can get them all into it, I can take their powers away. And Luther, like, immediately flips and drops a dime. Now, two questions I posit to you, Greg. First right. is kind of easy. Okay. Superman hedges his bets that Luther's going to turn on him. Oh, yeah. You know, he, know, he, knows, he knows that it's, it's the classic move, the classic high school move. If you want to start a rumor, you don't start the rumor. You tell it to the kid who will tell everyone. <laughs> right. You know, like, you don't do the work. You, you have someone do the work. So, so yeah, 100%. So... A, what if that doesn't plan out? What if Luther realizes he's not getting out of this alive and decides not to tell them? Superman just goes, no, no, it's going to happen. And Luther turns around and goes, when you're ready. And Superman <laughs> is just like, when you're ready. No, 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 I'm, I'm ready. No, 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 we have to get them. Okay. I'm waiting for the sign. <laughs> wink, wink. Okay, Luther, Luther. I, I understand when you've got them all in there in the chamber. And that was a great job. Um, Thank you. Because now I have to picture that they're all in this chamber with the door up. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Okay, but you didn't... I expected I expected less of you, if that makes well, sense. Well, Superman, who's the real villain here? Okay. Someone who thinks that uh, they should rule Australia, or maybe someone who thinks people can't change. <laughs> so this is what I need you to do. There's a box full of hand puppets. I need you to distract them while I play with the crystals back here. Can you do that? You know, Superman... I'm going to be the bigger man today, and I'm going to go give them the greatest rendition of the Pirates of Penzance this planet has ever seen. I need five minutes, but if you want to do the whole thing, I won't stop you. I love that music. I Prepare to be dazzled. <laughs> the second part, <laughs> by the way, beautiful. I love that you always pull up Pirates of Penzance as your go-to. Uh, it's you know what? So it's good. really kind of my go-to because uh, I really don't know a heck of a lot of uh, of uh, incredibly well-received, very long musicals. <laughs> the problem is so that that's I mean, like like I feel like Les Mis is like the real go-to. So I'm just like one step <laughs> deeper, but that's it's still very surface level. No, but it's just one step. <laughs> I'm positive I put that music in there in our podcast twice now because you keep bringing it up and I love it every time you say it. I'm like. <laughs> Great call, Greg. I love that. <laughs> Pirates of Penzance. So, so the other half of the coin, of course, has to be, um, and we can skip my second question because I totally forgot it in that fantastic Pirates of Penzance question. Uh, you know what? That's totally fine. Yeah. So, so anyway, um, of course, Lex Luthor double crosses Superman because yep. villains didn't need to be complex. <laughs> they just needed to nope. be villains. Nope. And of course, Lex Luthor uh, nails his part. And uh, and they're like, no, uh, uh, turns out, uh, look out, he's going to try to get you in there to take your powers away. And they're like, ah, Superman, get in there. And they hit the button. And of course, it takes everyone else's powers away except Superman. Now and you have, to, to a five or six-year-old Greg, 
the greatest to come up in, <laughs> yes. in cinema history as far as he was concerned when he saw this. I So the first thing I wanted to ask you, though, I definitely noticed this as a kid. We're going to get to all the comeuppance in a second. But did you ever notice that when Superman goes in and loses his powers, the inside chamber is lit red? Yes. But at the end, it's everywhere else that's red. Everything else is lit I red. I legitimately it's never noticed that before. Yeah. I yeah. never um, noticed um, that. I, it's a really nice touch. It it's is. A really great it's touch. great. Um, so, yes. Then we have three beautiful comeuppances. Um, I will say, for the end of a superhero movie, it was almost like, like, really? That's how we end it? Oh, they jump off this train as quick as possible. <laughs> they did. Like, they ran out of budget. They were like, do you know how much it costs to flood a room with red light? We are done. Yeah, so No more wires, all, nothing. All three of the guys, just all three of the, the Kryptonians just fall into oh, the Fortress of Solitude. Much. Are they dead? We don't know. Did they get put back into the, did they get put into a different 1980s album cover? <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe they're in a Motels cover now or, or, What's or a, a Berlin good, album ooh. cover. I, it could be any of What's them. What's a good 80s album with fog? Because there was a lot of fog down there or ice. Well, I mean, fog hat is probably too on the nose. No, that's a bit, yeah, that's, and I don't know. What about, they... what about Led Zeppelin 1? Just the big, the big Zeppelin? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A Smoke on the Water. Ooh, smoke, smoke on the water. Oh, maybe you know what? I I would have put him in that that Mothers of Invention album, the the Weasels Tear My Flesh. You know. Mm. Oh, yep, yep, yep. That's a possibility. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Tell us what you think on uh, on. Uh, oh, oh no 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 no! I want to know from everybody, and I yes. I will try to to remember this. If you had to be trapped in a 1980s album cover, shooting through the cosmos, which one would you pick, Paul? Do you have any? I spring this on you immediately. Uh, I myself actually haven't thought of an answer, but what 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 would you pick? You know what? You know what? To make this easier, let's just say you're stuck in an album cover hurtling through space. Any album cover, right? Hard hard mode, it's got to be classic rock. Easy mode, any album cover you want. You're you're stuck in it hurtling through the cosmos, probably never to escape. Uh if it, okay, I got to be honest, if it's going to be a classic, it's going to be Creedence Clearwater Revival, Willie and the Poor Boys. Okay. Because I am stuck with Creedence Clearwater Revival playing Willie and the Poor Boys, and that song rocks. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, you could be hearing a lot worse. I love CCR. I, I just, they're fantastic. Greg, what classic or Ooh. any album cover? Uh, yeah, you can't spring it on me and then go, oh, yeah, he's going to ask me. <laughs> yeah, I uh, didn't think that one through is what you didn't did do. Did <laughs> not. I did not. I did not. All right. Classic rock oh, album Oh, he's cheating covers. people. I see him on the internet. I see him. I am cheating. <laughs> Let's think here. I mean, Bat Out of Hell? Come on. Uh, that's not bad. Out of hell. That's not You bad. got a rockin' motorcycle to tool around on. It's a bat. And some cool, <laughs> unholy imagery around yeah, there. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Uh, yeah, but yeah. yeah. Hold on. But you're stuck with Meatloaf. That's true. Right? Maybe I should go with an album cover with somebody I care about. I don't about. know. Early early Meatloaf's not bad. I I I stand by first bat out of hell. I would have I would have gone with uh with Ozzy Osbourne, Blizzard of Oz. Ooh, Blizzard of Oz, good, good oh, choice. That's where they're stuck. Blizzard of Oz. Because it, it's it's cold. I no, I love it. Yeah. The coldness of space. <laughs> the coldness. It's great. Yeah, seriously, tell us, what, what album cover would you be stuck with hurtling through the cosmos? I'd, I'd love to hear it. Oh, my God. Yeah, uh, hashtag classic, classic cover rock cosmos. Classic prison. Oh, cl classic rock cosmos. Classic cover cosmos. We'll, we'll come up with some. some yeah, because that's a lot of letters to take up on Twitter already. 
Yeah, I think I I I I think I think we'll just do hashtag Phantom Zone and go go from there. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Um, and then so, yes, so and they're then... they're out of the picture, and then uh, he's got his powers back. He flies Lois back to the Daily Planet, and and he's like, you know what, Lois, uh, we need to we need to take a break, and Lois don't handle that very well at all no but apparently um superman's kisses are the same uh are powered by the same uh photons that the neuralizer of men in black is no paul mm-hmm. why do you think i pointed out the picture of bill cosby at the beginning of this film greg yes slow clap yes it all comes back around we're not gonna say it you figure it out for yourself Wonderful, Greg. Wonderful. Oh, God, so good. God, Feels so good. God, Feels so good. God rest his soul, Christopher Reeve. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, anyway. Sad story. Anyway. Uh, this movie has, like, five endings. Uh, yeah, it just I was a little annoyed so at, it, but... To, 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 for what Paul said, yeah, literally, he kisses Lois Lane and that makes her forget, which led to a fantastic robot chicken skin. Yes, it did. I have Superman seen realizes he can literally just <laughs> kiss his way out of any yes, problem. He does. Such a great <laughs> It doesn't skin. matter what it is. It's, if I can find it, I'll post it's it. Good. Robot chicken is, is always great, always solid. And so then the film, the film finally ends and, uh, you know, Superman will return in Superman. Theme. Um, we have to mention the comeuppance. Because since we came up with, since we started saying the word comeuppance in episode two, the wizard. Dune? Oh. It was the wizard. It wasn't Dune? It was the wizard. Okay. It was because I remember there was the, the old man because he was outside in the cars. And I remember doing the voice. Oh, I love a good comeuppance. Um, <laughs> Superman. And we say Superman as Clark Kent goes back to that diner and he finds that trucker. And... There is, and I I will say, boy, girl, whatever. If you were under the age of 10 and you saw this movie and you watched this scene, you you were ecstatic. This is the this is the first time I was about to say something very terrible. We're going to skip that part. All right, good. <laughs> this was an amazing scene. He goes into the diner. He says you're in my seat. Apparently diner seats have the ability to rise to the ceiling. Right. <laughs> he does that punches him all the way down the line. He falls in the pinball machine. He looks at the diner workers and goes, I've been working out. <laughs> End scene. And I was just like, that is the greatest ending to a superhero movie ever. I don't know how, I don't, I do not know how Avengers 4 ends. I dare it. I dare it to end that good. Oh, no. I, I, I agree with you as a child. That is like the greatest feeling. Superman goes back. Now, Paul, I'm glad you brought this up because I almost forgot to ask you a question. How many tragedies happened because Supes said, no, 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 no. I'm going to stake out this diner. I'm going to wait here until he comes back. You know, it's like, Superman, help, help. You know, there's a school bus on the edge of a bridge. I might, I, I might miss him. I might, I, <laughs> I can't save everyone. I'm only one Kryptonian. He's just, he's just sitting in a car, just like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's 442 people dead. Okay, but this guy, yeah, he's just, I'm gonna get this guy. He's just sitting there, just sitting there waiting. This guy mm-hmm. waiting and waiting. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I should call Lois and make sure she's doing okay with that whole mind thing. I actually don't know how that works. She could actually be dead, but he could be here any minute. So I'm just gonna just gonna sit and wait. 
Wait. This uh, is that a truck? Is that a truck? It's not his truck. It's not his truck. <laughs> just three days. I say three Yo, days. Oh, he waited. Days. You know, days, days have gone by, and he waited till that man had a steak on the table because. Oh yeah. Not only did he wait for him to show up, he waited for him to get his food. So it's like an additional twenty do minutes. Think, do you think I want to see him? I want to see him, Superman, out front, just like, okay, okay, keep it together, Superman, keep it together, oh, Supes. I can't, can't go in there hot. Can't go in there hot. Flying around in a circle, trying to like burn off the nervous energy, <laughs> like any one of us do it before a confrontation. Just like, okay, yeah, like, okay. settle down. Deep breaths. Deep breaths. Okay, I gotta. I'm gonna walk in and I'm gonna go. Remember me? No, it's, it's no, terrible. It's terrible. It's a terrible opening line. I'm Superman. Come on. Okay. Okay. What, on, what did he say to I'm, me? What did he okay, say to hold me? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Seat. I'm Clark Seat. Kent. Seat. What would Clark Kent say? What would Clark what would Kent he, do? What would he? And he's just shaking his head the whole time, getting his shoulders loose. <sighs> I think I like. I he's he's doing like mouth exercises. <laughs> Unique New York. You, Unique New York. Have you ever heard? Have you ever heard the Orson Welles? Uh, there's a recording where he was doing Green Giant peas. Oh, that's oh and, yeah. Uh, oh, the Michael Jordan one. Do you think Superman was doing the same thing? Hey, you're in my seat. No, no, oh. that's wrong emphasis. Wrong emphasis. Hey, you're in my seat. Nope, no, that doesn't work. You're you're in my my seat. My seat. You're you are in my seat. Nope, nope, nope. No, 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 something, something. Hey, that's my, that's, that's, hey, that's, that's, that's the word. That's the word. Okay, good, good. <laughs> I want, I want, I, I want, I want a see. waiting, I want a waiting for Godot-esque <laughs> film where it's nothing but Superman <laughs> as Clark Kent. Just like, and he's just having memories of like his life and how he got to where he is. Oh like, my God. And as he lost his humanity for letting everyone die. <laughs> Or as he is taking revenge is now the most human he has ever been. Because what do humans love if not revenge? I would, it's a great I philosophical question. It's so good. Yep. Nope. I, I believe this costs more lives than him giving up Superman. I, I would I would love I would love some nerd to tell me that's true. <laughs> And the movie ends. It, of course, says coming soon, Superman 3. So just really expecting the next one to come out with no no actual idea if this would work. Uh, Greg, I went first, so I will ask you, uh, is Superman 2, no subtitle, still rad, sir? Is this film rad? Well, sadly, I, I gotta say no. I, I I liked the movie well enough, but it, it it's got some problems. Now is Zod rad? Oh yeah, oh yeah, he's rad. Um, and it I gotta tell you, it bummed me out to no end that they wasted him in Man of Steel. I uh, just just complete complete wait, especially with Michael Shannon playing him. Oh my god, if that had been like a really solid script that really put Zod and Superman. Oh my, oh would have been so good. Would have been so good. Yeah. Uh, this is still Zod. This is still probably the best Superman movie. Uh, but remember, this came from kind of a more innocent era when Superman was still a comic book. Yeah, it, yeah it, absolutely. It was, it was supposed it's to be very kind of funny book. and aimed at very kids, comic. and it is. It's a very safe movie. It's a very fun movie. It's a very good movie. Um, I'm really curious to see the, the Donner cut, but I got to say, not rad, but definitely worth your time if you like superheroes. Okay, cool. Paul, yeah. why don't you tell me, is this still rad? I will tell you. 
uh, that you have never been wronger in life. Oh. It is, and I'll tell what you about why. about when I invested in all my money in Bitcoin? Uh-huh. And I mean, like, last year, not like in... Oh, okay. I was going to say, I mean, that's, even though it's lost money, I mean, if you invested early enough, it's still a good bet. You can't yeah, get joke, any of your that money. That joke but... did not work at all. <laughs> no? Uh, that, was, that, was, that was awful. Yeah, buying in when it was what at 12000 uh, when coin? I made that joke about Bitcoin? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, this movie is totally rad, and I'll tell you why. Um, for all, I agree, there are faults with it. Luther, I think, is, is wasted in this. Um, I, I would actually kind of love to, I, know, I guess you can't cut him out entirely, but if you cut him out until he showed up in Zod's, uh, uh, presidential office, yeah, you could do that. You could just have him show up at the end of the movie. I don't think that would have been so terrible. I think that there's even better ways that they could have figured it out too. You know, um, it just, I think that that aside, um, I think, I think you're totally right. Zod, this is number one, other than Batman. Uh, 1989's Batman, and I have since put Guardians of the Galaxy as my third favorite superhero movie, comic book movie, okay? Avengers, Iron Man, they're all fantastic. I, I just think Guardians hits every note that I expect from this kind of movie at this point, um, from the modern comic book movies. Um, Superman 2 is my second favorite movie. Batman is my favorite comic book character ever. Superman 2. It's a good choice. Um, Zod is amazing. I really liked watching this time because all of that, like that juxtaposition and, and there's just so much that I caught in this one that I thought was put together well, that I didn't catch as a kid that I just thought was kind of fun. Um, I think it's totally rad. I think it's super fun. It's, it's, I think it's what, even though this is definitely more of a seventies film, like this definitely hark, like this could have came out December 31st, 1979. Um, Cause it still has that feel of the 70s versus the 80s. Yeah, as as so many people often say, the first couple years in a decade are still the previous yeah. decade. Um, but I love it. Christopher Reeve is amazing. We watched the movie because Margot Kidder passed away, and she's awesome in it. I think what everybody is given, they do very well with, and I think it's put together well. I love the practical effects. I, I really did halfway through this movie. I was like, see, you don't need to CGI everything. You really, really don't. You can do I, it well I without it. Um, so I love this movie. I thought it was very rad. I, I totally, totally liked it. Um, I am 100% with you on Zod. And Man of Steel is a terrible movie to begin. It, um, it's, it's, it's poorly, you know, poorly uh, put together. Wiser, wiser people than me have said this. Man of Steel is like a, a, someone who either does not like Superman or has no understanding made a movie about Superman. Yeah. Um, they, uh, they they don't understand. I mean, other than like, oh, he like helps people. Like, it's like they, they don't get a <laughs> completely desaturated <laughs> movie about the most colorful, sunny, upbeat superhero. Yeah. Um, um, and, you know, and, and, and a lot of people say Superman, oh, what a boring superhero. And you know what? A lot of times you're right. But... Superman has such a long career and so many people have tackled him in so many different ways. There are a lot of great things you can do with Superman and Man of Steel was just a lazy, boring movie. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what people have done with Superman. And I think this is why the, all of his movies have been terrible. I haven't seen Justice League. Um, yeah, I, I didn't see Batman versus Superman. I, I've checked out of the DCU. After uh, Man of Steel, to be honest, I just, just gave up. So I'll tell you why I think, for me, why I think there's so much problem, so many problems with Superman. 
is this is they've you know in this film and in the early comics that this was based off of he's above average human he's just a little stronger he you know even in the comics the reason why he says able to leap tall buildings because he doesn't fly he jumps right he jumps and they tried to kind of explain that a bit in man of steel um but it kind of came off clunky um but I think what this movie and the first three Superman movies do really well is he comes across kind of just a little bit more than human. Whereas Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman that I've seen, and then I haven't seen Justice League yet, they've almost like escalated him to like God status. Like he can beat a hundred people at once. We're like, no, Superman can like fight two people at once. Like he, yeah. And and I think that's the problem with it is they make his superpowers so super that the the challenge has to be otherworldly at this point. I I just feel like that was the wrong way to take it. And one one thing I I will say, and one thing I actually want to start doing, when I say a film isn't rad, I want to suggest a film that is is what I think a a rad version of the film we just saw would be. Mm -hmm. So I would say, while Superman 2 is not rad, if you want a legit rad Superman film, check out the DC animated film All-Star Superman. Which is hands down, anytime anyone asks me, oh, Superman's a boring, or someone says, oh, Superman, he's such a boring character, he's such a boring character, All-Star Superman, here is the setup. It was, it's written by Grant Morrison, he's a huge pedigree, he's a great, great, great author. Um, Superman gets tricked by Lex Luthor, he has to fly into Earth's sun to stop something from happening, I can't remember what the opening is. Yeah. And when he comes back, he basically has absorbed so much energy he basically has cancer and he's dying. And it's oh, Superman okay. coming to terms with him dying. And what is he going to do with the time that he has left? And it is a masterpiece. Okay. Um, it is, it is, it is, it, if you just track down All-Star Superman, which is a, a fantastic comic as well, and it's way bigger than the movie is. But um, the movie, fantastic. I, can, I, I don't want to say anything else about it. Just sure. track it down. It I, I will say it's a little more 50s Superman. It's a little more like sci-fi weird Superman. So if you're hoping that like, oh, he's going to go like Chug Brewskis with Batman. Like n- none of that. None of that's happening. Is he going to go to Bizarro World? Oh, you bet your ass he will. <laughs> no, so it, it's it's really good, and I'm okay. With, and, and by the way, I, I I like that because again, that's what these movies are. They definitely you can definitely tell that they are based on the 50s and 60s comics, uh, and it's just before Frank Miller and all these other guys started redoing the darker type Superman. Yeah. By the way, yeah, that was that was right right on the horizon uh, in the in the early 80s. And by the way, um, I know it very rarely gets mentioned anymore. I actually want to say I kind of enjoyed Superman Returns um, in the early 2000s. I, it wasn't bad. I, I think it, it, I it I, th- I thought that movie got a ton of shit, and no. I do not think it deserved. No, it it, it missed the mark. It, it didn't Agreed. do where it wanted. Agreed. But it definitely tried to restart where Superman four left. I mean, literally right where Superman four left off. And I thought it was kind of good. I I think they just kind of went a little bit too big with some of it. But yeah, that was good, yeah. So. Missed the mark is a good way to say it. Yeah. So that's the end of the podcast. A lot of Superman talk. Um, you know, um, again, we want to say um, our deepest condolences to Margot Kidder. Um, of course, Christopher Reeve passed away many years ago. His wife um, also just passed away a year, two years ago, maybe. Um, so, uh, it, you know, um, I think the guy who played Perry White has passed away. Gene Hackman, he passed away, right? 
Gene Hackman's dead? I don't think he is. I think he just quit acting. No, I thought he died. I hope I didn't just kill Gene Hackman. Look that up right now. (laughs) Says born January 30th, 1930. Oh, then he's alive. So he's still he's still alive. Yep. No, Terrence 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 Stamp still alive. Oh, still kicking. Yep. Yes. So there you go. Yeah, I guess this is the part where we say, Mr. Bibbs, you're the greatest. Also, Terse Tale, you're great, too. You guys are awesome. Uh, Fantastic. And I promise, Young Guns is coming. Uh, so, yeah, so we were going you to just, do Young you got, Guns. Like like a 1980s television show, you got preempted, buddy. It, yeah, unfortunately. Happens to the best of us. Uh, the, it comes from a great Jeff Foxworthy joke. Um, I grew up when TV only had three channels, and if the president was on, you didn't get to watch Flipper. Uh, so <laughs> just, uh, don't worry. Young guns is coming. We promise, but we really want to get this one out. Um, and I, 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 I'm glad we did cause you know, rat or not rat. I think we both agree. It's a fantastic movie. And I, well I, I had fun watching this and that's kind of rare for the movies we wind up watching. Yeah, yeah I'm, I agree. I can't wait to watch young guns uh, and see how that plays. I out. have not seen it in a very long time. I'm very curious. Uh, so that's it. Um, social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the fun ones. We are, we're still there. We are on, I almost said Podtron. Uh, that's the network. Podbean. We're on Podbean. No, I know. No, no. Um, uh, wherever. Patreon. We are on Patreon. We have three Ps in our references. Man. Too many. Too many. Also, uh, email us. This was rad at gmail.com. Email us. We'll read it online. Um, or we'll read it on, on the air. Um, you know, tell us what you thought of Superman 2 or memories you had of going to see it as a child or, any, you know, any Superman movie. Tell us how terrified you were of Superman 3 when that woman got sucked into the computer and, like, came out as a robot. <laughs> and, uh, whatever. Go on Twitter and tweet at us what cover, what classic rock cover would you want to be trapped in? And we'll go with PZ cover. How's that? Okay. Okay. Hashtag, Hashtag PZ cover. PZ cover. Yes. Uh, like and we'll go from there. I am Paul. I'm Greg. See you, everybody. Kneel before sun. This has been a Podtron Network production. For more of this show and others like it, find Podtron on Twitter at Podtron Network and search Podtron Network on Facebook.